Hello, welcome back. It is week 134 on Out on That Line podcast. I'm Jeff with my co-host Alex. As always, Alex, how you doing this week? This one could go either way, Jeff. Could go either way. Depending on the shape this discussion for this particular album goes, I have some thoughts. I'll be curious to hear yours. But first, you got to tell me, Jeff, how you doing, baby? I'm doing very well, and I also feel like we're on the precipice of disaster, possibly, mm. um, with the review of this album. So I think it's a good idea if we just get right into it. It's going to be Nicki Minaj and Pink Friday 2. Now, Nicki Minaj, um, our problematic queen, I don't think we've covered her on this on this podcast, correct? This is her maybe first mentions album in five years, yeah. Yeah, so this is, yeah, she she existed long before this podcast ever did. She was the queen long before this podcast, and I dare say after this album, Alex, she remains with that crown on her head. So you like this one? I did, and it sounds like you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, I fucking hated it. So I I will I will grant you there were some spots on this album because this where there was a lot of album on this album. Um there were some spots on this album. She definitely you could have cut this down to like a good 40 minutes, a nice tight one, and I think would have been a lot more successful. But overall, I really was pretty pleased with this. And I this might sound crazy, especially now knowing how you feel about it. I think I'd rather go back and listen to this one than I would Megan the Stallion's Good News. Wait, wait a fucking, wait one second. You think that this album was better than Good News? Do you, are you saying it's better or it's more re-listenable? Both. I, I think oh. I think because it's more re-listenable, I think in this instant makes makes it better. Um, you know, I was I was pretty bullish on on Good News by Megan the Stallion, but there were some like standout songs for me on this that for no other reason than I think she just can be flat out hysterical with how she delivers things. And I think the, the kind of, I guess like dynamic range she goes through as far as like there's singing, you know, she does that kind of like monster alter ego type of thing. Sometimes, you know, I think that keeps things fresh, fresh enough on an album this long. Um, I will say the main criticism is that it is too long. I mean, an hour and 10 minutes and apparently there's more getting released. That's supposed to be like on this album. Um, so there's, there's certainly plenty that can be cut out. Like a lot of the collaborations I thought weren't that strong. I felt like the songs that were just her were a lot stronger than when she had other people on there for a guest verse or to kind of just collaborate on the whole song. Um, I just overall, like not really having a ton of Nicki Minaj history and experience other than what's been on the radio, um, overall was, was pretty bullish on this album. I'll tell you. See, I fucking hate Drake. So the second that song came on, I was out. She like lost me pretty much off the bat. That's a lie. The singing stuff that kind of happened at the beginning, I was like, all right, we might be getting some kind of interesting, you know, it's like Pink Friday, but it's Nicki Minaj, 10, 12, whatever years older. I thought it was going to be like, we were talking before the show about the new thing, the new album that Andre 3000 had. I have not listened to it. You have. And you said that the story behind it was he didn't feel like he had anything to rap about anymore. So he just started making flute music. Um, 
And I thought maybe we were going slightly in that direction. And then immediately all pretense is abandoned. And it's just these like totally bog standard rap songs that like, to me, nothing on this album stacks up to anything off of Doja Cat's last album, which I said (laughs) was like, hey, you know, it's a it's a B plus student. It's a B plus student that beats the dick off Pink Friday, too. For me, let me tell you one thing that really bugged me, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. The use of sampling. How many times she samples something, like how many songs she's sampling something in, and just how much of the heavy lifting the sample does. Like Freaky, that is all Rick James, baby, all the way through. <laughs> it, like half of them are literally the song. So that that one in particular is one I would just just cut out of there. I mean, it's been everywhere. I think that was like the lead single and like the big hit right off the bat from this one. Um, I can certainly hear what you're saying, but I would disagree on a song like um, the the first song, lead track. Are you gone already? Is kind of, I think it's a conversation between her and her kid, um, and that's you know you can your mileage may vary on how successful you think it is, but it's it's kind of a a cool idea. Certainly not something you would expect from Nicki Minaj who you're used to just firing arrows of which she fires a quiverful on this album. I think, I think what she's trying to do is stir up some controversy. Um, you know, Eminem might not have been the first King of controversy. She might not be the first queen of controversy, but she's going to create some anyway. And especially the song FTCU fuck the club up. Um, I thought that song was a banger and she definitely i don't know who there's a lot of times that i don't know who she's talking about there was one spot and honestly she talks so much shit across this whole album i can't remember exactly which song but she says something stay in your tory lane clearly the song is about megan the stallion and i gotta think that we're gonna hear back from megan the stallion so this might be some old school like east coast west coast kind of stuff but i guess more like east coast down south kind of stuff um you know i do like the feeling, the aggressiveness, it gave me sometimes some, like some of the things she said were like straight up just out of hand raunchy, like whether it was like a sexual thing or if it was just like a violent thing. I mean, she, she doesn't, she's not afraid to push that envelope, you know, in a similar way um, that we used to hear in like the late nineties, early two thousands, where a lot of the rap was like shockingly disgusting and in, in kind of what they were saying. Um, and there's a lot of spots where I think that goes too far on this album. Like when she's talking about having her boyfriend beat somebody up, um, I'm pretty sure that her boyfriend, maybe now husband, I don't know, is a like convicted sex offender, um, has like multiple assault charges, like generally not a good dude. And, and I might not even have like the most serious of charges there. I'm not even sure. Um, but she's done some like pretty horrendous things in the past like she does get involved in the drama like she gets deep in it and i think this album is full of her just wanting to get back involved in that again i think megan the stallion is a poor one to go after and especially the way that she did it where it's like using the guy that literally shot her as the punchline is like (laughs) what the hell did megan the stallion do i don't know did she do anything are there some kind of court documents that i could see that would demystify this whole thing and that's the point is i don't care about any of that shit unless the music is really interesting and this just was not interesting like again it started off i'm like oh she's gonna sing on some stuff She's going to make this stuff like she was super early in her career 
Uh, Roman Reloaded. That's a fun album. That There's some cool, kooky shit going on in that. And it's all the same kind of raunchiness and like absolute cutting shots at people and the, like like you said violent and sexual and having a big butt that's the trifecta of you know they have like the triad <laughs> of serial killers this is the triad of great rappers and um like all all the elements are there and then just like didn't come together and coalesce around like a song that could make it happen it's like well i'd rather she just published a book of poetry about like i'll stick my dick in your face <laughs> at knife point and i'm Nicki minaj i'd rather like read that in a book of poems than i would listen to it that that's that's a strong criticism on this one <laughs> i will i will say the art the lil wayne when i saw he was on here i was like okay we're gonna have lil wayne verse but i think he's on is he on every one of her albums i'm not sure because i know she's like part of cash money records or whatever you know the same thing he was part of. Is, you ever hear is truffle he on butter? all of them? Yeah. <laughs> he's on truffle butter, baby. He sure is. He sure is. And that, I was very underwhelmed by that song. Like I said, like the J. Cole song. I'm like, okay, J. Cole, you can make a lot of words. Like, you can make some very complex rhymes. But I feel like you can get too far into trying to be so deep that you just end up drowning yourself you know and i think that's what he ends up doing on the one the album that we did of his and then also on this song you know i think he just like tries to have such a deep message that just doesn't land i think when they're all deep messages that none of them sound that deep um the cowgirl song was terrible (laughs) (laughs) see i i actually will say i love the cowboy song it is absolutely terrible, but boy, is it an earworm. I laughed. I guffawed out loud at the gym when I was listening to that song. <laughs> yeah. That one, I mean, that de- definite like novelty type of song. Um, wasn't crazy about it, that's for sure. Super Freaky Girl, yeah, that can, that can go. The Future Song, bad. The last few songs were not good, but there was enough, like, and there was, like I said, it sounds like that should be half the album, right? That I said wasn't very good. No, that was like a quarter of the album mm-hmm. or the songs that I just said were not good. Um, like I said, FTCU, um, Beep Beep was a good one. Fallen For You was okay. Um, Pink Birthday had some like good clever lines in it. Um, Red Ruby to Sleaze, I feel like was where she got maybe the weirdest on the whole thing. Um, and as far as the samples go, I realized like you had asked about that a ways back and I got wrapped in my own BS. Um, the samples I feel like in a lot of places add to it because it's fun, it's familiar. And then you hear like a different version of that. And like, that can be fun because I always enjoyed things like um, the group girl talk, or I guess just the guy that calls himself girl talk that just does those mashup songs. And a lot of those are bangers. I mean, absolute bangers. So I've never been one that like thought you could do too much sampling. If it works, it works, you know? And I feel like, with all music, if it works, it works. There's a lot of spots where it was boring. You know, I didn't think it added to it. It wasn't necessarily bad, but it was boring. Um, certainly didn't, like, add anything to the song. Um, and I think there was a lot of spots where it was very good. And I think it was the juxtaposition. I can understand why you would fall more on the side of that this wasn't good. Um, I don't think she's got the ability to go as deep or as like meaningful as someone like Megan the stallion does. But when it comes to just like talking shit and making bangers, I don't know that there's a lot that do it better than Nicki Minaj. 
yeah, this that's the kind of the thing for me is none of this is to take away her talent and her status and her ability. That stuff's like very much it was in there at one point. It's still in there. I'm just kind of I was underwhelmed by the way it was presented. And then it was too fucking long. And I'm like, oh, the whole album's going to be I'm telling you, Roman Reloaded is fun there are some clunkers on roman reloaded grand piano but all of which is to that say, was a per that was a perfect first sound by the way you <laughs> should clip game? that can i <laughs> um so like it but it's a but it's an overall fun album that does some weird freaky shit um her her stuff on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy at like it, it like doing cool weird stuff like that is in her and this just felt like i don't know now it's just become a thing she has to do which is just like big butt stuff oh i'm here i am in front of big butt depicted by fruit here i am in a beach ball factory here i am in just a big tub of bubbles <laughs> And and there's four or five other people with you, and it's like some eyes on judge it, and it's all like colorful and candy coated, and I'm just like, I don't know, I can't, I I think I've grown as a person, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> well, that makes that makes one of us on this podcast that has done some growing up in their lifetime. Um, I really, I think there's, I think one thing, there's probably several songs on here that are going to be like lighting the club up. I mean, they're going to, they're definitely going to be playing a lot. I think on top 40 radio, you're going to hear some of these songs a lot. Um, I think I do prefer if she would go more towards like the Doja Cat kind of weirdo vibes. I think she does excel with that sort of thing. Um, and she can sing pretty well too. I think that's something that you know, she had, she didn't do a whole, she did a lot on this album, but I feel like she was kind of like affecting different voices a lot when she was singing on this album. It wasn't like the, the super bass singing that she did, like when she first came out, you know, I think if she could go back to some of that and maybe not such like the kind of bubblegum sound like that one was absolutely, but start just bring something else into it. You know, I can certainly hear what you're saying. If she comes out with another, like two albums like this, I'm going to be very bored. Yo, know, I think this album for me, because I hadn't really like listened to the rest of her discography other than, like I said, what was on the radio. So probably, I don't know, she's probably had a lot of hits. There's probably 15 or so Nicki Minaj songs that I'm familiar with. A few of them that I'm like, know pretty well. Um, and I think this one, there might be one or two that make it to that category. But as far as listening to it goes, like I, even it, for it being that long, I didn't personally feel like it was getting slogged down that much and i can hearing the criticisms about it i could certainly you know they're valid you know i think there's if that's if it's not the kind of thing you like this is not going to be the kind of thing that you're going to like and i and i think if you love samples and you love that like kind of top 40 sound you're going to love this album and i think if you're looking for something deeper go find SZA. you know go find some doja cat go find some megan the stallion you know, I think if you want that out of your out of your hip hop, you can find that a lot of places. I don't think you're going to get that here. I would like to see Nicki Minaj take a swing at that. I think this album was good for now. And I thought, you know, I was, you know, I'll probably play some of these songs. And honestly, they're probably going to end up on my 
end of the year list next year for Spotify, just for the simple fact of how many times I've listened to them this week. Jeez, <laughs> this is so <laughs> mystifying to me because, again, you name drop SZA in a year that we got SOS, we get this and I can't even like quantify the difference that that is. And I look at it and again, like the album Queen, which I wasn't crazy about. Good form. I'm not sure if that's a good song or not, but I sure love the hell out of it. <laughs> it's some, it's great. And it beats the dick off of everything on this album. So I just like, I'm, I'm so shocked. We had such an opposite reaction. I thought we'd yeah. be somewhere closer to the middle, but again, I love this shit. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's the, like you saying that when I was listening to it, the criticism that, criticism that you're saying like never crossed my mind i was enjoying it the whole way through um but you like mentioning these things about it i can see where people are going to have the issue with that you know i think she does rely very heavily on samples i like that i think if people want something more original it's not here you know moving along go to those other albums like we were talking about go to sos that album was fantastic now i don't think this was a better album than sos not not by any stretch of the imagination um, I just remember going back and, and I think I was a lot more excited about good news when I first heard it because it was new and exciting. But then when you go back and listen to that album, and I don't know when the last time you have, but it's a lot of just kind of the same, very good at doing that. But, you know, you can only have so many seven irons in the bag, you know, and I think that was a problem I ran into with, you know, eventual re-listens of good news and probably the same issue I'm going to run into here. But this one has the has the benefit of being now, and good news has the detriment of having existed for a while and me listen to it quite a bit. My last listen of good news was literally three weeks ago, and I remember thinking, God damn, this is still so good. <laughs> because it is exactly the same. It's just it, it's just enough to keep it interesting. It is, to quote Reno, rock solid. <laughs> And I appreciate it, it much like the stallion herself. The album is a stallion. It just plants and it says what it came there to say and it does what it came there to do. And I really, really enjoy it. It goes fucking hard. So I'm even more shocked in many ways to hear that you've gone and turned your back on the stallion. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that's too dangerous to turn your back on the stallion, but you I, I, you're right it's in the just, head. It's kind of it's the album I thought of that I think was the most comparable, uh, at least that we've done on the podcast. So folks can go back and like listen to what we had to say about that one versus what I have to say about this one. Um, you know, the difference you're going to see obviously is that we were both I think pumped about that Megan the Stallion album, and obviously we have different experiences with this Nicki Minaj album. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I I think it's. I think, again, like you can draw you folks can draw your own conclusions about what you think about this one. Um, you know, I think it's you're. I wouldn't be surprised if you fall on either side. And I wouldn't be surprised if I'm in the severe minority in how I feel about listening to this album. And maybe in the future, I'll listen to him and be like, yeah, I guess I can see what they're saying. And, and, you know, take that as more of my viewpoint than just, you know, kind of acknowledging it as a valid thing. But for now, I'm going to listen to FTCU. I'm going to listen to that first song. What was the name of it? That's that's probably not a good argument for me that I can't remember the names of them. <laughs> you know that uh, really good one. <laughs> uh, Are You Gone Already? The first song. Uh, beep, beep. Another good one. 
Ruby red, to, <laughs> red Ruby to sleaze. I mean, they're just great. First of all, great song names. I mean, when have they, when have they gotten only Coheed has done better. Um, and, and I think it's, it's something I'm going to go back and at least listen to those songs. And if you have a handful of songs that I'm going to go back and listen to on this album, like inactively will like doing so, you know, I think you got a pretty good album there. Okay. Well, I would say cowgirl itself was worth the price of admission and everything else was a steep drop off <laughs> in every other direction. <laughs> I just, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I talk about it, it's just clunked out for me. I can't even necessarily say it's bad as much as it was disappointing. We waited Ooh. five years. I'm not Ooh. mad. I'm just disappointed. But the thing is, and, and artists play this up, like I haven't released an album in five years. There's probably been a dozen top 40 hits that Nicki Minaj has been on in that five years. Well, sure, absolutely, but... <laughs> so it's not as if we've been, like, waiting with bated breath to see Nicki Minaj perform again. You know, it's... it's Can't come back when you never went away. But damn, when you say, like... So I do agree, how can I miss you if you won't go away? And I was missing her bad, and then when it came out, it was Pink Friday 2. I was immediately hooked, because I'm like, okay, well, how's she gonna pull this one off? I was very excited for this album. And it just kind of clunked out on my poor little pee-picking heart. See, I think this one for me. No, you know what? I'm not even going to make that comparison because do it. you'll you'll never forgive me. Do it. Do you'll it. You'll never. No. I was going to say, so obviously, so Bad Out of Hell 1 and 2, classic, all-time great. We can put those, say those are the, and not saying that they're anywhere as low of quality as the first Pink Friday album. Um. So put those as like, that's the start. The monster is loose. Like bad out of hell three is like this one where it might not be as like good as her classic or as wow as her when she was new. This I feel like feels like a lot more of the same from Nicki Minaj, but because I didn't get super deep into Nicki Minaj, this album landed pretty well. But I think comparison to pink Friday, as far as kind of what I understand about, generally the public opinion of it is they compare it similar like Bad Out of Hell 3, Monster is Loose is to Bad Out of Hell 1 and 2. Interesting. The difference for me being all three Bad Out of Hell albums are objective masterpieces. You can look that up. (laughs) (laughs) When was the last time you went through that Monster is Loose album? Oh, recently. And let me tell you, it goes (laughs) hard into schlock. But you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> it's a Hard cheap imitation schlock. of Jim Steinman, and I salute everyone who tried. Yeah, see, that's, and I think that's people's general consensus of this album. Like, it's still Nicki Minaj. You know, it's still got, like, still hits those same notes. You know, it, it's, it uses the same cookie cutters in a lot of places. I always enjoyed those cookie cutters. I thought they made great cookies, and I thought there was a lot of great cookies on this album. Well, to quote her, I tell him eat the cookie because it's good for him, and when he eat the cookie, he he got good form. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess I know what you're gonna rate this album. I'm gonna go ahead and say stream it on this one. I think it's if you like party music, if you like club music, if you like just you know if you just like hip hop, 
Go ahead and listen to this one. I don't know if you're going to buy it. If you're a huge Nicki Minaj fan, I suppose so. I'm not going to run out and spend my money on this one, but I will be happy to stream it again. Maybe this is an unrealistic expectation to have, but I'm really, really waiting for an album or an artist or a song to reach out and grab me. Reach out and touch faith. I am just like really starved for something that's going to be like, ooh, the new hotness. And again, that might be an unrealistic expectation. And it's certainly an unrealistic expectation to put on someone like Nicki Minaj, even though you have every reason in the world to believe that she's capable of delivering that, which is what makes it disappointing when it's like, you were supposed to be the chosen one. (laughs) All of which is a very dramatic way of saying, I guess I've just, I've got the end of the year. So you know what I mean? We're, Mm -hmm. we're, this is our last album we're going to review this year. And I was like, boy, I hope it's a good one. And instead it was just this like (laughs) incredibly divisive gift. And I'm just, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for something to reach out and hold my cold, dead little hand. So until that time, I got to give this a skip it. Yeah. I thought that, I thought that was coming, but you know what? I have a feeling we're going to start out the year pretty strong. I don't know when the Dua Lipa album is coming out, but I have a feeling that one's going to be, that one's going to be pretty strong. And I would imagine that's got to be, I mean, it can't be much past like February that it's coming out. If they released Houdini, what, three weeks ago now at this point. Um, I mean, it was, it's a bit ago that that song came out. And I think, I think we're going to see a Dua album pretty early on in the year. Um, any other artists that you think are going to, I think future islands and green day. Green Day has got a couple yes. singles out now. Yes. Future Island's been dropping it for a while. I I reacted to King of Sweden years mm-hmm. ago. Um, great fucking song. Some of the other stuff, some of the other singles, not great. But, you know, benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, there's some stuff. And that's just off the top of my head. So there's, there's going to be some good stuff in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and I th- no, go ahead. Yeah. I think it's I think we're gonna have a fresh slate. Hopefully we start off with a banger or a few bangers, because it was what, SZA? Who else did we do right off? Margot Price. Margot Price was right at the beginning. I mean, we had we had a year. And I think folks are gonna be able to hear about that year that we had coming up in a couple of weeks here. So keep your eyes out, folks. We're gonna have our end of the year music awards from out on that line. It's gonna be what, our third annual? No, we've done it every single year. I think this is the fourth. Number four, Quattro. You can, you don't get that kind of consistency anywhere else. Maybe some other places, but not the kind of quality at the same time. So come back. We're gonna we're gonna tell you about our favorite albums of the year, our worst albums of the year. Maybe you'll hear about this album on that end of the year award show. Probably not from me, but I can think of a category Alex might use for it. <laughs> And let us know if there's anything you thought this year just blew you away, good or bad. Let us know. So maybe we'll talk about it on those end of the year award shows. I mean, it's certainly a possibility, but only if you all have been. Are you on the nice list or are you on the naughty list? And that's an important thing to pin down now because the episode comes out on Christmas as our gift to you. A $90 value yours free. Let's just put it that way, okay? But if we put you on the naughty list, 
you're not going to like what happens. I'm not going to tell you because much like the shark in Jaws, it's what your mind can conjure that's way scarier than what you're seeing. So <laughs> you won't see what's coming. Point being, don't be naughty. You need to go to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash out on that line. And you need to subscribe. You need to like this video. You need to turn notifications on so you know when videos come out. And you need to, for God's sakes, if you take one thing away from this, you gotta leave a comment. It's gotta be quality on our end or it's not worth it. You gotta just leave us a comment at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash out on that line. So just remember, we're waiting here just positively keen on stuffing your stocking on Christmas. The only way we can do that is if you show up and reach deep into our sack at youtube.com <laughs> forward slash C forward slash out on that line. I think that was your best one yet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what a way to close out the last album review of the year of 2023. Next time you see us, I think it's going to be end of the year awards time. So catch us then. Get ready to party. Get out the champagne because we're going to close out 2023 with a bang. And that rhymed. Good for us. Until next time.